0: Hey there, and welcome back to the True and Beautiful Podcast. I'm Jennifer Boynton, and today we're going to hear the second part of Helene's story. In the last episode, we heard about Helene's upbringing in Cameroon, her relationship with her family, and her struggles early on in life. Helene didn't always have enough to eat. Her siblings disrespected and abused her, and yet she persisted. She is an incredible woman. And her story is equally as incredible. Again, I want to give you a trigger warning, just so you are aware. This episode contains descriptions of violence, sexual assault, of physical and emotional abuse. Thank you so much for tuning in again. I hope you are as inspired as I am with Helene's story.
1: Yes so I, d- I didn't feel like there was a home for me i didn't matter until one day mom susan uh she had seven kids as well and her children became very successful in business hmm. so her oldest son on a business at that time in douala And the other siblings were working with him. So one day, Brian, the youngest child of mom Susan, he came to visit my older sister. And he said this to me. Why are you always I've never seen you wearing a clean, clean outfit. Mm. And you always said. Why are you always sad? And he said to me, "He gave me money and he said, "Come to the market tomorrow and see me." So I went in the market to, to visit Brian, and Brian took me to the Brian took me to the shopping mall and Brian bought me a bunch of outfit and shoes and I felt like you know, he was my Santa Claus. Uh-huh. He bought so much. I was I was even scared to uh-huh. to pick to pick anything, and he said, "You picked it. I I bought you here, and I'll pay for it." So I, I came back home like feeling like I went to heaven. Yeah, uh-huh. he, God sent my Santa Claus, and I I went to heaven and and. Yeah, love was good. Somebody somebody, somebody. saw that I matter. Yeah. Somebody cared. Yeah. Yeah. And wanted me to be to feel a person as a human being. Then he said to me, I don't want you to live over there anymore. It's sad, it's a sad house. I don't want you to live like that. So he he asked his oldest brother to he asked him he asked him if he I can move in with them, which was like uh, you know 30 minutes away from where we were living. And his oldest brother, he wasn't too happy about it, but because of Brian, you know, being so uh, determined, Mm -hmm. he was able to let me move with them. And that's where I can I can think that I saw a little light, yeah, because I was, you know, in the house. I had I had, I had my own bedroom, I had a bed, mm-hmm. you know Brian was there to to show me love, Brian was there to protect me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I felt that a mother mm-hmm. and that that turned my life around. Because not only that he asked me to move in, he asked his older brother, oldest brother to employ me. So I had a job. That was my first job. Wow.
0: How old were you, Helene?
1: In my, I would say, early 20s. Uh-huh. So I had a job. Even though the salary was... Sixty dollar a month. Wow! You know, Brian always makes sure that I have more money. Brian would give me more so that I can have some pocket money. Uh-huh. And Brian would take me to, you know, to the movie. Brian would, you know, he would buy me food. He like fancy stuff. <laughs> we, we went to fancy dinner. We went to fancy parties. And my life start, started to open. I saw light. I saw something different.
2: Uh-huh.
1: You know, he walked me into a world that I I saw that some I saw something bigger than my little me that uh-huh. I thought I was. Uh-huh. So I work. I work with that with that cousin for eight years before I came to America. Wow.
0: Yeah. And And you lived with Brian uh, all that, that whole time? I live, I
1: lived with Brian and then at some point I moved because it was just too much. Then there were, how many boys, how many men, there were no boys, how many men, like four in that house and I was the only girl uh-huh so i was their cook Ah. Uh, i was the
0: housekeeper uh, in brian's house yeah and those four boys were his kids no no oh. my cousin ah uh,
1: the uh-huh. other cousin uh-huh mm-hmm. so i became yeah like the housewife huh. I, I did i did their laundry you know we would go to the store and before going to the store I will cook breakfast in the morning
2: uh-huh.
1: and when we go we will open the store at seven o'clock so I will cook breakfast in the morning and then we go to the store and when we come back from the store sometime at seven or eight i will, I will go in the kitchen and cook dinner and serve and they eat and go to sleep and I will wash the dishes and go to bed uh-huh. and and Figure out what I will cook the next day, uh-huh. and at seven o'clock I have to start the cycle uh-huh. again. So I became the same way, uh-huh. you know.
0: Yeah. How did that? Ha- how did all of that happen? With Were you working still mm-hmm. at that time? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, I would go to work at seven o'clock in oh. the morning with them. Ah, but okay. I After took- having cooked breakfast, gone to the store, figured out what's for dinner and all that, then you go to work. Mm-hmm. With them. Uh huh. Uh huh.
1: And wh- when I come back from work, I do the same thing. Uh-huh. I have to make sure they
0: had dinner. Uh huh. Yeah. Can I ask you what the jo- what was the job?
1: Uh, like you know, it was a shop. The first time it was just to welcome customer in. Uh-huh. As Brian was training me. Uh uh-huh. huh. He, he was training me. He said, before I left, I was the cashier of, okay. the, of the store. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 so I did the same thing again. Uh huh. You know, cooking, cleaning, you know, all that. And on Saturday, while they're out having fun with their girlfriend or all that, I never had time for me. Uh huh because i had to go to the store and buy food for one week and come and clean and put in the freezer but they are out having fun uh-huh. and how about me mm-hmm. i never had time for fun mm-hmm. so yeah and when they come with their girlfriend I have to serve food mm-hmm. i have to clean when they done. not and they're inside the in, you know, in their bedroom having fun. I was uh. I was in my twenties, you know, like mm-hmm. you would think one would say you deserve a a boyfriend too. They never thought of that, no. Yeah. And and even when when a boyfriend showed up, they were like, eh, don't you dare talk to her, don't you dare talk to her. It was like that. Why? of a protection uh-huh. i don't know
0: yeah I, I did don't they know. need you did they of, need you to of, help of course
1: you were you yeah. were the everything uh-huh. if somebody tell you away then they have nobody uh-huh.
0: yeah uh-huh. so they provided for you he provided for you but he also but in a way you had to earn that provision somehow yeah is that right mm-hmm.
1: which was Forgetting that I was a woman yeah. and be a servant. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, Brian, I, I don't even think that he thought it that way. He, he, he I don't think he thought it was harmful. Uh-huh. You know, he was just trying to protect me. Uh-huh. The rest, they care really less. But he was trying to protect me. So... And I remember one day there was this guy that was, you know, he was wanted to date me and he called home and one of my cousin told him, Helen is out, she's not home. Mm. And I was sitting right there. Yeah. So I felt I felt I felt used. Yeah. I felt so use like i don't matter at all i don't mean any i have no right for anything but cooking and cleaning and all that for you guys mm-hmm. you know how selfish is that mm-hmm. because they didn't allow or they didn't allow me to be a woman mm-hmm. they didn't they did i didn't i didn't have time to enjoy mm-hmm. life as a woman mm-hmm. i was busy working
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah yep and 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 like you know, even the relationship with men, it was it was hard for me because I didn't have a set example of yes. what great relationship yes. was. My, my my father was an abuser. Yeah. So that's what I saw in men that all men abused. He abused your mom.
0: Huh? He abused your mom. Oh yeah.
1: So that's and, and then I saw my sister marriage. Her husband was an abuser, so yeah. that's that's the story that I had with yeah. men.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it took me a while to change that narrative. Yeah. So, at some point, uh, I had to move from there because my oldest cousin, he kind of notices that you know how they were using me, and he wasn't happy too. So he asked me to, you know, to rent, an, rent a, an apartment, you know, to stay away from them, because I didn't have a life. I was taking care four boys. I didn't have a life at all. So, and I moved from there, and you know, I rented a little apartment, and I was thinking that he would help me pay. And when I rented the apartment, you know, you he, he said this to me, hmm. don't, you know, you are a woman. And you didn't have me pay. You are a woman, which means that I can be a prostitute to pay my, oh. my apartment. You didn't care.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So I, I was stuck with this apartment. I didn't have money to pay for the apartment.
2: Colleen.
1: Yeah and bet brian helped me
0: help me pay for the apartment so this was a little bit confusing and i just want to clarify that here our conversation took a bit of a turn into talking about mom susan's relationship to her nieces and nephews
1: yet our mother raised them because mom susan when she died you know her children became wealthy
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they became ungrateful mm. you know of everything that mom Sarah my mom did to them mm-hmm. because she took over when her sister died but when they became uh, successful they ignore her
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that was painful to to just dump her like that. And she struggled with that a lot. She struggled because she she raised all of them and she loved them. My oldest brother always felt like she loved them more than she loved her own children. Mm. Yeah, but she had to do this because her sister died. And she had to take over And love her children Mm -hmm. so they always had this dilemma with my mom that my mom uh, neglected them
0: oh yeah
1: yeah they felt abandoned so my uh, mom sarah you know she was reminded by the kid that she raised Mm -hmm. i still remember the day she came back from the store and she looked so sad. And I asked her, Why are you so sad? And she said, I can't believe it that my son, because mom's, uh, Susan's children, she, she called them my son. Mm-hmm. She said, I can't believe that I wanted a ride. And this is what my son told me. Mm-hmm. He said, None of my children will ever own a car.
0: Oh, wow. And
1: he drove away.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: And I look at her. I say, Mom, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Mm -hmm. I say, it's okay. God hears it. Mm -hmm. Let it be. Mm -hmm. Let it be. So, she, she became sick, of course, because she had her sister with whom she was so close Mm -hmm. and her sister died and her children were treating treating her so poorly Mm -hmm. so she didn't know who to talk to even Mm -hmm. because sister her sister was her best friend her sister Mm -hmm. was her mom her sister was everything she had so i saw her suffering a lot and she ended up with high blood pressure and all that which i I knew it was the struggle of heartache.
0: Yeah, and a hard life. Hard life.
1: Yeah. She had her two youngest brothers who love her so much. They love her. And the pitching to help her, of course, emotionally, it was hard because that scar stay with you. Yes. But financially, they help her. Each time she see one of her youngest brother, mm-hmm. uh Zachary and Jean-Marie, she will start to dance. Mm-hmm. I, I still see her dancing to welcome her brothers. Mm-hmm. She would dance, she would dance, she mm-hmm. would dance, mm-hmm. and she would sing for them. Mm-hmm. And they will come to her and just hug her so tight, so tight. And I miss seeing yeah. that kind of love in my yeah, family. Babe. Yeah, I miss seeing that. Yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. And it's hard.
0: Yeah. Hey, just want to give you a quick trigger warning that the next few minutes contain a description of sexual assault. It's not graphic, but still the subject matter is super difficult. Yeah, Mom Sarah
1: died in september 2020. oh i forgot oh my tell me so while while i was in the yaoundé one of my oldest brother his girlfriend you know i went for a checkup at the obgy And OBT and
0: you read me. Oh my gosh!
1: And I can tell it was her boyfriend because. Oh my gosh! When I came out of the room, she she, she asked me if he read me. I yes. <laughs> and she didn't do anything about
2: it. I'm sorry. <laughs> No. Uh huh. So no. Uh huh. Yes.
1: And Mom said I used to look at me. And she wondered what happened to me.
0: But I would I never said what. Uh, you didn't ever tell her. Never.
1: Secret because I was ashamed and embarrassed. Uh-huh. It was only a couple of years ago while I was going to therapy.
0: Yes. I was able
1: to shake.
0: Oh gosh. So, I'm
1: said I died. September for twenty twenty and I lost my best (laughs) friend. She was my old mother. Uh She was the only person who understood me. The only one. That was Mom Sarah. She was my cheerleader. Yes, yes. And losing her was devastating. Very devastating. Yes. The family became chaotic mm-hmm. For that time. Very chaotic that... At this point, it's so dysfunctional. I feel like we are all lost ships, yeah. wandering around. Yeah. And when she died, I remember my conversation with her about going to school, staying in school, becoming free uh-huh. earning my own money uh-huh. being resilient being strong being courageous I remember all this that's how she us and loving one another and caring for other people Because she always said, life is not all about you. You have to look around who are around you. And walk the journey with them as well. Be humble. Be grateful. Be thankful. Love. Love. Never cease to love. That was her. I remember the day they were burying her because Mom Sarah, she served the community. And I still remember the day that she poured a bag of groundnut into a pan and she put it, she set it up on the table to sell it. And there was this guy who uh, struggled with mental illness. He would come and stand right there and he would pinch it and eat. Pinching and eat over and over. And I felt so disturbed by it because my little me, I thought it, w- it was not the right thing. And I chased him. And mom said, I slapped my hand. And she said this to me, don't ever, ever do that again. And I was shaking. And she said this to me, this may be his only meal for the whole day. Do you hear me? I didn't understand it quite well. Uh And I said, "He's, he's putting his dirty hand the on the ground the peanut and she Uh said so what Uh. so what let him eat it Uh. let him eat it and even though she owned the store and she didn't have much she gave away more than she said Uh each time a person come she, and say, okay, can I have two cups of rice? She will say, how are you going to feed five children with two, cup of, two cups of rice? I I'll I will give you three more. Oh, and wow. she will ask that person, do you have salt? Do you have oil? And she will give it away. Oh. And I always tell her, you will never be rich. How oh. can you be a business lady and keep giving things away? Oh. And she always look at me, she say, it doesn't matter. The same God who gave it to me before will give it
0: again. Oh, my gosh.
1: That was Mom Sarah.
0: Yeah. And... The same God who gave it before will give it again.
1: Yeah. And one day I bought her a gift. And as soon as I bought a gift to her, she thanked me for buying that gift. And she... She looked at me and she said, can you take that gift to the lady, the lady next door? Uh. And I look at her, I say, why, why are you doing that? It's your gift. And she said, I know, thank you. But I'd rather uh-huh. have her wear that. Uh. That was mom cell. Yeah. And each time she was coming in the village, She would pack stuff for every single neighbor. And when when she comes back home from the store, you ask her, what was the highlight of your day? Mm -hmm. She would tell you, I was able to feed this family. I was able to pay tuition for that, that child. I was able to buy shoes for this little boy who didn't have shoes. I was able to to pay for medication uh-huh. for that family. They didn't have many money for medication. And I look at her, I say, uh-huh. that was the highlight of your day? <laughs> she said, yes.
2: Uh-huh.
1: That was Mom Sarah. That was Mom Sarah. So I had this example of this beautiful life. And when she died, the day they buried her, I can still remember. I saw a lady coming in with her basket. She was going to her farm. But when she realized that the coffin that was passing by was Sarah's coffin, she lost it. She she couldn't believe that Sarah was, Mom Sarah was the one that they were burying. And she... She came right by her burial, burial site, crying so hard. And I couldn't believe why she could cry like that. And I went to her and I asked her, how do you know my mother? Hmm. She cried even more. She, she said, my life is over. My children will never go to school again. Who will pay for medication for my children? She gave a whole list.
2: Mm.
1: and then I, I, I realized who my mom was. Mm. And I remember going by her coffin, and I laid my hand on her coffin, and I said, Mom, mm. thank you for the legacy. Mm. You live a beautiful life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I will make sure I live one just like you. Mm. Thank you for inspiring me mm-hmm. so has was I was 8 years old and wandering around in Bangu because the hospital was a couple of blocks away I would disappear to go sit at the hospital I like and this she story. was so so sick of me disappearing all the time to go to the hospital and I remember one day when I came back she was about to hit me and and I was shaking and she asked me where I was and I told her at the hospital and she said why do you go to the hospital all the time and I look at her I said mom I want to become a nurse Mm. I go to the hospital to see her nurses care for patients. Mm -hmm. I want want to be just like that. Mm -hmm.
0: You were eight years old. Eight years old. Mm
1: -hmm. And her hand dropped. Mm -hmm. She started to cry. And for a mother looking at her little girl Mm -hmm. with this big dream Mm -hmm. and knowing that she would never afford Mm -hmm. to give her that big dream. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I could understand how hard it could be. Mm -hmm. But mom said I had God, Mm -hmm. she was baptized, Mm -hmm. she knew God. Mm -hmm. And she said this to me, There is one God who answers prayer. Mm. Let's pray about it. That someday, He will grant your wish. Yeah. God heard it. God heard it. Because, right after my Sarah died, in 2000, September 2000, I was fired from my job. At the shop. At the shop. I was fired. And I started to think what was next for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Car made away, And I feel like her departure was her way to say, Helene, it's okay. Mm. You can go.
2: Mm.
1: Go pursue that dream. And I landed in America in November 2001. I was 31, not speaking English. But I had a big dream in my head.
2: Mm.
1: And so a relative who was here, well, yeah, uh, welcomed us. And we lived with him for a couple of years. And it was difficult. It wasn't the life that I was expecting. Mm. So our relationship became sour right away. And we became strangers. And we were asked to leave. Before that, I had to learn English, so I started to watch cartoons, <laughs> Barney, Arthur, whatever you ca- Sesame Street, all that Sesame Street.
2: Sesame Street,
1: yes, so, yeah. yes, yeah. And I and I had a French and English dictionary, and I will, when I see a word, I will go in the French dictionary and read. Or English dictionary and see what it was, Uh and then use that word over and over and over. I was so happy Uh that God, I learned one English word Uh and use it over and over and over, and then I I was able to at least you know go to the store and buy something and hello you know you know word like that. And when I was when I felt like it was enough uh i signed up uh for c n a certified nurses assistant assistant training program I thing i think it was for three months and the instructor she kind
2: of
1: uh-huh. felt sorry for me uh-huh. because I didn't speak English and she was wondering why I was in that class uh-huh and (laughs) but for some reason she felt sorry for me and she let me sit in that class and yeah i don't know what but in my mind i i guess there was a big dream Uh Uh and she let me sit in that class and i i was successful so i passed the class and which she was very surprised.
0: Were you surprised that you passed the class?
1: A little bit, uh-huh. but since the the dream was so big, uh-huh. the class was little for me. Uh-huh. I was aiming for bigger than that. Uh huh. Yeah, there was something there. Yeah, and my my. My focus was more ahead, uh-huh. not on the little thing. Uh-huh. It, it, yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah, I passed that class, and then after that, um, I some because I had to be boss certified. That's the first boss certification test that I've ever taken in my life, <laughs> and I was kind of nervous in America and. Yeah, and I, I studied whatever English I could read. That's why I'm even amazed myself. Uh-huh. I studied, and then I took that test, and <laughs> yeah, I passed that test Wow. the first time. Wow. Then I realized that because going up i never saw myself as anybody smart uh, i never dreamed that i can go to college uh, even though i had a big dream i never saw myself as a college student no when 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 we you know our when we passed by University and stuff like that. Uh I never look at it because it was for rich people. It was for smart kids. And I was never one of those. So I didn't care about it. But I guess God caught me by surprise. Uh So after passing that state board exam in America, then I started to realize that, whoa, it means there's something here. Uh Uh-huh. And to change the narrative of what I used to think of myself, I started to say, this Ah. this brain is sharp. Ah. I would say that to myself often. This brain is sharp. And the more I said it, yeah, that brain became sharp. So I... I became a certified nurse's assistant, which was a big deal uh-huh. because I had to wear a And the dream of becoming a nurse was even bigger because now I have the big dream and I'm wearing a scrub uh-huh. Even though it was for certified nurse's assistant, but I was one uh-huh. foot in the door uh-huh. to become that nurse. And for some reason, I remember... One night, one of one nurse, she said this to me. She said, have you thought to go to nursing school? And I kind of look at her Uh and say, who told you? Uh She said, you're so good at what you do. Don't waste time here. You're so good. You're so smart. And I'm like, (laughs) who told you? (laughs) <laughs> and, 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 and you know she 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 kind of test me one night. You know she was busy, and the the pharmacist deliver medication, and she asked me to put the medication in, her, in the medication cart. And when she came back, she was blown away uh-huh. the way I put put all those medication. So and then she looked at me. She said, "I told you, you gotta go to nursing school." And now, like, huh <laughs> and. One day, one of my patients, she was 97 at that time. She, she, as I was taking care of of her in her room, she said this to me You can't go to nursing school. Wow. Don't waste your time here. Wow. You're smarter than that. You're smarter than that. And I knew something was up. And she said this to me. She said, I'm 97. Uh I'm not going to be here that long.
2: Uh
1: And she said, And when I'm gone to heaven, I'll ask God to make it happen for you. I'll be praying for you Uh in heaven. Uh And when I came back the following day, no. She was dead. No. Yes. She was dead.
0: Helene, can I ask a question? Uh Is it okay if we take a touch of a break? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh Hey, it's me again. My conversation with Helene ended here. Maybe a bit abruptly, but we'll be hearing more from her in coming episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in to Helene's story. I can't wait for you to hear what we have up next. We'll talk soon.